0: Episode 1. The Rise of the Protestants Martin Luther, a German priest, theologian, religious reformer, author, and Augustinian friar, was born on 10 November, 1483 in Saxony. He was the catalyst of the 16th century Protestant Reformation and is considered the seminal figure of the movement whose followers became known as Lutherans. Ordained a priest in 1507, he later rejected several teachings and practices of the Roman Catholic Church, especially their view on indulgences. In 1517, Luther wrote a letter to Bishop Albert of Brandenburg, objecting to the Catholic clergy's practice of selling plenary indulgences he included a copy of his Disputation on the Power and Efficacy of Indulgences in the letter, later known as the 95 Theses. Luther's original intention was not to confront the Church but to present a scholarly objection to their practices, his writing inquisitive rather than dogmatic. In 1520, Pope Leo X and the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V demanded that he renounce his writings, but Luther refused to comply. As a result, the Pope excommunicated him, and the Holy Roman Emperor declared him an outlaw at a formal assembly in the free city of Worms in 1521. Martin Luther died on the 18th of February, 1546, aged 62, in Eisleben Saxony. With his excommunication still in effect, and was buried in the Schlosskirche in Wittenberg in front of the pulpit. His teachings and behaviors transformed fundamental Christian principles. Ultimately, separating Western Christendom into Roman Catholicism and various Protestant denominations such as Lutheranism, Calvinism, Anglicanism, Presbyterianism, the Quakers, Baptists, and the Anabaptists. In 1525, Martin Luther published his book, De servo arbitrio, The Bondage of the Will. It was his answer to Desi de Reus Erasmus's, The Freedom of Will, which had appeared in September 1524 and was Erasmus's first public attack on him. In his reply, Luther argued that humanity could not earn salvation or eternal life through good deeds, instead, it is bestowed upon believers as a divine gift of grace. The debate between Luther and Erasmus is one of the earliest of the Reformation over the issue of free will and predestination. Despite his criticisms of Roman Catholicism, Erasmus believed that Reformation should come from within and that Luther had gone too far. Erasmus taught that free will was inherent in all humans, and that predestination was not in line with the Bible's teachings. He declared that repentance, baptism, and conversion were all contingent upon the presence of free will, and refuted the idea that it was God's foreknowledge that caused events. Likewise, he argued that, divine grace actually, sustains humans in using their free will thereby enabling them to choose between good and evil, which will ultimately lead to their salvation through the atonement of Jesus Christ. Luther's response was that original sin incapacitates human beings from working out their salvation, and that they are incapable of bringing themselves to God. As such, there is no free will for humanity, because any will they might have is overwhelmed by the influence of sin. The term, Protestant, comes from the protestation at Spire in 1529, where the nobility protested against the enforcing of the decrees of Worms, subjecting Lutheranism advocates to the forfeiture of all property. However, its theological underpinnings may go back much further. It is important, at this stage, to understand the concept of predestination. The Puritans believed God had predetermined or chosen those who would be saved or condemned at the start of the world's creation. An individual's fate therefore was beyond their control, as God had already decided who to save. They presumed only the godly had been chosen for salvation, assuming God would not select sinners. Luther and many of his fellow reformers prioritized the control and power that God held, while in contrast, Erasmus prioritized the justice and liberality of God toward humankind. In the end, the arguments between Erasmus and Luther came down to differences of opinion regarding the doctrines of divine justice and omniscience. Luther and others held that God was omniscient and omnipotent, that anything that happened had to result from God's explicit will, and that it was God's foreknowledge of events that brought the events into being. Erasmus argued that God's commandments and warnings would all be in vain if humans had no free will. If sinful acts and the subsequent calamities were the result of God's predestination, then God would be a cruel tyrant if he punished his creations for their sins. Instead, Erasmus insisted that God had endowed humanity with free will and valued that trait in humans, rewarding or punishing them according to their choices between good and evil he argued that biblical texts supported this view, and it was only through divine grace that mankind became aware of God. According to some, the Christian belief in predestination attempts to clarify the teachings expressed in Paul's letter to the Romans, 8 29-30. For those whom God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified, and those whom he justified, he also glorified. Desi de Reus Erasmus of Rotterdam was one of the leading activists and thinkers of the European Renaissance. A man of remarkable intellect, he helped define the humanist movement in Northern Europe. Orphaned at an early age, he took monastic vows and entered the Augustinian order in 1486. In 1493, Erasmus agreed to serve as secretary to Hendrik van Bergen, the Bishop of Corbury, which allowed him to travel and advance his career. The role ended in 1495 and Erasmus went on to study theology at the University of Paris. Whilst in Paris he became attached to his first significant patron, William Blount, Lord Mountjoy, accompanying him to England as his tutor in 1499. During his initial visit, Erasmus taught at the University of Oxford and was influenced by John Collet's Bible teachings. Though Erasmus supported Protestant ideals, he was against the radicalism of some of its leaders. In 1523, he condemned Luther's methods in his work De Libero Arbitrio, or the freedom of will. Sadly on 12 July 1536, while preparing to move to the Brabant in the Low Countries, Erasmus fell ill and died aged 69 from an attack of dysentery. His final resting place was within Basel-Minster, at that time the city's cathedral. Despite his loyalty to the Church of Rome, he did not undergo the last rites, and there is no indication that he requested a priest, suggesting that he believed that the most important thing was a believer's own connection with God. His translation of the New Testament from Latin to Greek was to bring on a theological revolution. Erasmus's celebrated essay, Mori Encomium, in praise of folly, was written in Latin in 1509 and first printed in June 1511. To his astonishment and often dismay, it was hugely popular. The essay, still in print today, is considered one of the most notable works of the Renaissance, playing an essential role at the start of the Protestant Reformation. Erasmus later expanded and edited his work. Initially written in a week during his visit to Bucklersbury in the City of London, whilst staying with Sir Thomas More and his family. With a taste for dry humor and intellectual pursuits, Erasmus and More were good friends. The book Maury Encomium had a clever underlying meaning of praising a man named More. The word Moria in Greek also means folly. A female jester named Folly narrates the book, which is an intriguing combination of creativity and satire. It celebrates the exuberance of youth and the pursuit of pleasure while cleverly highlighting the flaws and absurdities inherent in human nature. The book cheekily pokes fun at religious scholars and monks, but also recognizes and appreciates the sincere devotion displayed by everyday Christians. Erasmus had recently returned disheartened from his trip to Rome, where he had declined opportunities for promotion within the church hierarchy, and as a result Folly progressively adopted a more critical tone. The essay ends with a straightforward statement of the Christian ideal, stating, no man is wise at all times or is without his blind side. In its first edition Hans Holbin had placed a witty marginal drawing in the folly. The Kupferstich cabinet in Basel holds a copy that Erasmus once owned. The Kupferstich cabinet is Switzerland's museum of prints and drawings, and is renowned for having the largest public collection of hand drawings, watercolors, and prints in the country. William Tyndale was possibly the greatest of all English biblical scholars. His groundbreaking translation of the Bible into English formed the central part of the King James Bible or the KJV, also called the Authorized Version. William Tyndale was born in Gloucestershire and mostly educated at Oxford University, earning a Master of Arts in 1515. It appears that Tyndale emerged from a strong Lollard tradition in Gloucestershire. Luther influenced his views but Tyndale deliberately distanced himself from the German reformer on several important theological points. After being inspired by the works of John Collet, Erasmus and other scholars, he decided to become a priest. Discovering that he was not in harmony with the English church, he openly criticized praying to the saints, and rejected the church's view that only authorized clergy could interpret scripture. As a result, he then made the breathtaking decision to produce an English translation of the Bible. Humphrey of Monmouth, an English merchant and supporter of the Reformation, had heard Tyndale preach and was aware of his desire to bring the Bible into the English people's hands and language. As a result, Monmouth gave Tyndale board and lodging in his house, ensuring he had everything he needed and allowing him to focus on translating the text. Tyndale partnered with John Frith, an accomplished Greek scholar with a strong foundation in mathematics. Frith joined Tyndale's mission and assisted in translating the New Testament. Unfortunately, their collaboration was cut short after only six months when they were discovered and forced to leave England. In 1524, Tyndale moved to Hamburg, but Monmouth was captured by the authorities and imprisoned in the Tower of London. Cardinal Wolsey eventually granted Monmouth's release after appeals were made on his behalf. Tyndale relocated to Wittenberg, where, with the help of Franciscan friar William Roy, he carried on his efforts, preparing his initial typeset for publishing. While nearing the end of his translation, Tyndale located a printer in Cologne named Peter Quintel, who agreed to print the English version of the New Testament for him. Nevertheless, times were still dangerous, and spies were everywhere. Shortly after the printing of the New Testament had started, in 1525 the authorities raided Quentel's workshop, forcing Tyndale to escape to Worms, the birthplace of Martin Luther, with only a partially printed copy of the New Testament in his possession. The book was to be the size of a modern paperback, making it convenient for individuals to carry in their pockets and setting it apart from the larger lectern Bibles typically found in churches. Tyndale carried on with his translation work from Greek to English at his new home, likely using Erasmus's third edition of the Greek New Testament and Luther's German version as references for his translations. In 1525, the first copies of it were smuggled into England by Hanseatic merchants, likely hidden amongst their cargoes of wheat. Eventually, the authorities obtained a copy of the publication, and as expected, declared it to be heretical and erroneous. The Tyndale Bible, or TYN, generally refers to the body of biblical translations by William Tyndale into early modern English. Tyndale's Bible is credited with being the first Bible translation in the English language to work directly from Hebrew and Greek texts, although it still relied heavily upon the Latin Vulgate. The Latin Vulgate is a 4th-century translation of the Bible by Jerome of Striden. It was commissioned by Pope Damasus I to revise the Vetus Latina Gospels in use by the Roman Church. St. Jerome later expanded this project to include most of the Bible. Furthermore, it was the first English biblical translation that was mass-produced, due to new advances in printing. The term, Tyndale's Bible, is not strictly correct because Tyndale never published a complete English-language Bible. On the 11th of February 1526, 36 bishops, abbots, and priors gathered at St. Paul's Cross to witness the public burning of copies of TYN and others. St. Paul's Cross was a popular preaching spot in old St. Paul's Cathedral, where public statements about political and religious changes occurred during the Reformation. Around 1527-1528, Tyndale moved to Antwerp to be closer to England, believing he would be safe there as the English house supposedly enjoyed diplomatic immunity. In May 1528, Tyndale published The Parable of the Wicked Mammon, the first work to bear his name. The Aramaic word, mammon, commonly describes wealth in biblical passages. The book examines Luther's sermon on Luke 16, the parable of the unjust steward followed by an exploration of New Testament passages that seem to contradict Luther's doctrine of justification by faith alone. Tyndale's next book, The Obedience of a Christian Man was published in 1528 by Merton de Keyser in Antwerp, and is famous for promoting the idea that the king should be the head of the church rather than the pope. It was the first time this ideology had been proposed in English literature. Historians suggest that the book played a role in Henry VIII's decision to declare the act of supremacy, which made him the supreme head of the Church of England in 1534. However, in his next book, The Practice of Prelates, published in 1530, Tyndale attacked Cardinal Wolsey and opposed the annulment of Henry VIII's marriage with Catherine of Aragon, arguing that it lacked scriptural support. As a result, the king and Wolsey became hostile towards Tyndale.